Hello, and welcome to the Activation Nation podcast, your weekly source of actionable advice from industry experts in self-development, health, life vantage products, network marketing, and more to help you activate your wellness, your business, and your life. But first, the legal stuff. You may hear our guests talk about the income they've earned or how their health has been affected with LifeVantage. Please note that the average annual earnings of a typical active LifeVantage distributor in 2021 was $704. For the most up-to-date information, please click the link in our show notes. Any product statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, here's your host to dive into today's story to help you activate your life. Activation Nation, what is going on? We are coming to you this week with another Rewind episode of the Activation Nation podcast. This one, which took place earlier this year at our Lead Academy in Orlando. And this is actually a panel that was hosted by Master Pro 10, Blue Elam. In fact, Blue Elam is someone that we interviewed earlier in this podcast. I highly recommend that you go and, and check out his episode and listen to his story. But Blue Elam uh, actually sat down on this panel with three Life Vantage distributors, Daniel Mollering, Billy Paquette, and Dana Boudreaux, all of whom are at different phases of their Life Vantage business. The conversation is very intriguing, very interesting. So we hope you give it a listen and please enjoy. That reminded me of something I wasn't going to say, but I think I'll bring it up since uh, we were talking about the ranch. We had a, a phrase at the ranch or a little quote that we use all the time. And some of you will get it, some won't, and some of you will use it and some of you won't. But uh, it's, it said, if you like to go fast, we have horses for you that love to go fast. Especially when you come to help on the ranch, right? There's all levels of help, right? We got, uh, if you like to go slow, we have horses that love to go slow. If you've never rode a horse, we have horses that have never been ridden, just for you. <laughs> so some of you might get that, others might not, but speed of the leader, speed of the pack, right? I got asked to speak about a process, okay? And we're gonna talk about this process today. And I think we've heard it in different ways, right? We've heard it learn, do, teach, the, the idea of becoming a general, a professional. Um, we did a be free tour, some of the tens, um, believe, build, and become. It was the idea of becoming a professional and, and not, you know, we start in a position from different backgrounds, different um, skill sets, different talents, different um, jobs we've had in the past, and we come here and we kind of land on this stage, right? And the idea is that, and we can pull that first slide up, the idea is that when we see someone on stage, a lot of times we see this professional up there juggling, okay? We just heard Bob Dixon, uh, Brian Dix talk, and man, to hear him look up here and have him polished, right? He's even trying to simplify it and make it uh, fit in our, our language, but to have Brian do that and then to realize the amount of broken plates that had to take place behind the scenes to have his mind think that way is just amazing. Um, I, I just imagine, right? I look at the little bit we do up here, and I know how many plates got broke behind scenes. But the, the, the thought I wanted to talk about today, and to get to tee this up, and then we have some other people coming up on stage, is this idea that there's a process. And we can't skip the process. No matter how we build, there's things that have to go in order, okay? 
in general, I'll just say the, con I mean, firefighting, we could do this all day long with the same thing, right? You got before that guy kicks the water and you need water in the hose, before he kicks the door in, you need to cut that hole at the exact time that, the, the, that they come in so the heat leaves the roof. And there's this, all this process that we've learned, there's, there's implies in many different ways. But in this industry, it's hard to in, invite somebody that you haven't, that you don't know, right? Or you haven't at least met or, or is on a database, right? It's hard to talk to somebody and teach them about the business unless you invite them. It's hard to follow up with someone you haven't talked to yet. It's hard to invite, enroll somebody unless their concerns are resolved about the presentation they had and then they're able to sign. I mean, th there's literally a, a process, there's a cycle, okay? We learned it in the blueprint early on. It was this cycle of doing business and those that go around the most, we said wins. You just have to learn to go around and do all the things. And all I did one day is put it into steps, just like juggling the, uh, the plates, right? And Marcy, thanks, I think you actually sent that to me, which I appreciate, you and Donnie. So I love that idea that we can stand up there. And we still drop some, we still make a mess, but the idea is that there's things that have to go in order. And we just put it in phases. For me, I could see people on stage and it was hard for me to sit out here and see them on stage and us out here and not, not be able to visualize closing that gap. Or the stage was too high to jump up on all at once. But I could visualize phase one, phase two, step by step, learning skill sets that would slowly allow us to get there. And so we, we call that progression training for a while. Everyone has a different way to talk about the same thing. But the first thing we have to learn to do is invite and enroll. It's hard to do, teach any mentoring, any training if we don't have a team first. We have to learn to <laughs> identify the people we want on our business, bring them to the information, help them hear the information, and enroll them. Phase two is where we separated out because of the, the, the blueprint we talked about, that ABC triangle, right? Where you had an advisor, you had a customer or a client, then you had the bridge. And we were just the bridge. It was so nice for me as a brand new person to know that I didn't have to know everything. I just had to be the bridge. It was actually what got me moving was knowing that I didn't have to know everything. Knowing that there was phases and I didn't have to do it all at once helped get me moving quicker, I think. And I say me and probably a big mass of us doing that because if you're new to this industry, those are some of the places that create fear and some of those things. So knowing that we could get moving fast through that because someone was gonna be there. Now we have invite, phase one, tool in the team covers that phase two. It helps you teach, hit play, right? There's the tool, right? Your team is there to help do the presentation, presenting to the guests. We can invite the guests bring them into a room where someone else was doing the presentation. Right? The first meeting we had out in Arizona, I remember Tyler and Marcel said we're coming out, we just filled the room full. I think we had 86 people there. They showed up, did the presentation in a setting that I probably wasn't ready to do it in yet. And that's what got our business launched was someone coming in and being the guru. Whether they know their background or not, having a lot of times a secondary person, right, being able to, to validate that is huge, especially when our, our buddies know us as someone else, maybe a paramedic at work or doing something else. I mean, we're not necessarily the, the business guru or the product guru at that point. So it's nice to have someone come in and do that. Um, phase three was when we start mer mer uh, merging into this idea of mentorship, okay? When we start training our teams, when we're talking to a group of people who are distributors, we're in that phase, okay? I literally envision putting different hats on for different groups. When you're doing an LVA training, when you're talking on a Super Saturday, when you're talking to distributors, there's a different conversation besides talking about what we did to get to where we're at or you're saying, I need to write a list and telling somebody how 
to do those things, how to present, not just doing the presentation, but when you're teaching someone how to, it's a different conversation. Um, there is a slight fourth phase that we talk about, but typically this is where we're mentoring mentors. This is where we just, we, on this stage today, we heard people in this phase talking to all the elites. We had those that have, that have went through those lumps and bumps, they have something to offer, and they were able to talk to our elites to tell us how to get from seven to eight, from eight to nine, nine to 10. Okay, so it's a very different maybe conversation sometimes. It's not just distributors talking to, you're talking to mentors. Um, ironically, I'll just throw this out there, is a lot of times in between these gaps, there's where the plateaus are, where I find people get stuck. It's in the gap between inviting somebody and taking the baton, the marker, if you would, doing the Facebook Live, doing the Zoom, physically being the one to say the information. There's a big gap there, it seems like, where people get stuck. And I'll say, but, and I found when I interview people and talk to our team that, you know, pro one, two, and threes can usually get to that rank by just mastering that art of inviting. Tool, get them to a tool, get them to a team. I haven't seen too many people get way past there unless they're willing to say the information, willing to, to, to master the company, timing, trends, product, compensation, and system, and learn enough about those things to, uh, to be able to share. I see another plateau at that point when they're able to teach, 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 but they're not going to hand the marker off to someone else. They have the stage, right? And they're not willing to say, hey, you're up. Let me mentor you to, to come fill this seat. And, and I think that's another gap where I see people get stuck at five and six for a long time. And when I start to talk to them, I start to ask them, right, some questions. How many people on your team are doing presentations? And it's like, well, I got them covered. What do you mean? I'm doing all of them. There's just not enough hours in the day to physically get ourselves to elite ranks, in my opinion, with that limited number of exposures that we can do by ourselves. And, and Gabe and I, Gabe's actually taught me a lot of that because I get to watch his journey at hitting some of those ranks very quickly. And he's stuck at some of those areas where those gaps were and then learned how to overcome those and get through those. So I appreciate, appreciate him. Um, and then obviously phase four, getting from nine to 10 for us was a big hurdle. I had to learn things that I didn't realize were part of this industry. You know, when you look, talk about groups of people and personalities, there's so many other things that are involved. So I just wanted to, to touch on the idea of this. And we're gonna kind of build this today. I was asked to kind of host a panel and choose one line of sponsorship in our team. And I started looking down our team, some people that are working and moving and shaking and doing all of these steps and phases. And I think you're gonna see what I would teach if I was teaching someone how to do our MVP and how to build that out completely. It's not just one person running out there and making that happen, it's learning to mentor and train people to fill those positions in order to build the metrics that we're asking you to build that you'll hear more about more about today. So um, I got a privilege to, to pick a few people. I think you guys will like it. The first one's going to be Dan Mollering. You guys know Dan. Um, Dan, come on out, bud, and join us. You got Dan back there? There he is. Recovering roofer at heart. <laughs> we're just going to talk a little bit today. So, Dan, good, good. so we're going we're gonna to go back when Dan was in phase one. I think this will be kind of a fun way to, to look at this because I want to kind of show how this works and how this builds in, in a conversation. But uh, Dan has been um, I'm a brother to me. I mean, I, 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 I kind of laugh a little bit with some of our, our quotes and things that we've learned from. This is down through Dondi and Marcy, who we sponsored personally. Their team's been awesome out on the, the East Coast, pretty much all the East Coast. And so I asked Dan just to kind of talk about, kind of take us back to this phase of his business where he was stepping into that brand new, I just enrolled, 
not worried about all this training stuff. He can do now. But, when, but way back at the beginning, what was it like? Maybe a little bit of your background. Take a couple minutes and just um, let us know what it was like sitting in that seat brand new. And you have a little bit of a special story on how you transitioned there, but let us know. (laughs) So, again, Daniel Mollering, Pro 7, Boston, Massachusetts, and I am a recovering roofer. (laughs) So, (laughs) I realized very quickly that I needed a a backup plan, right? Because with roofing, it's not a matter of if you're going to fall, it's when it's going to happen kind of thing. So when this was introduced to me, I saw the ABC primetime. I was completely blown away. Anybody get completely blown away the first time that they saw that? I mean, that's why we're here, right? That's the whole reason that we're here. So I decided, yeah, let's jump in. Let's build this business. And met Blue, and he told me that there was a system. And it seemed way too simple. And being from New England, we're wicked smart. So I decided, yeah, right. Good luck with your system, dude. I'm going to go overcomplicate it. So... I decided to become a little mini biochemist slash Warren Buffett and go out and try to get past every doctor's office that I could in New England. Now, take a guess at how many doctors and healthcare professionals were excited to learn about a breakthrough technology and maybe a a lucrative side hustle from a roofer. (laughs) Zero, right? So... I mean, but we still did pretty well. We got hundreds and hundreds of customers doing that. I remember Blue looking up like, what, man, what are you guys doing up there? You're getting hundreds of customers. And uh, I mean, that, w- that was great. It was a great way to start. We made some good money doing that. But I realized very quickly that we would never add a zero to the end of that check until we learned the art of replication. So it wasn't until Blue had, had pushed me enough that said, you got to attend an event, right? So... I went to my first event, and this is where I was able to improve my understanding of how to accelerate the principles and behaviors that make this business great. And I remember one of my mentors, my brother Marcel, saying something along the lines like, look, do you want to go through the minefield and not know where to step, or do you want to follow somebody that's already walked through it and know where not to step so it doesn't blow up in your face? And I was like, I totally don't want it to blow up in my face. Good point, Marcel. I think I'll do that. So that's when we found my buddy Nick Corbin, who led to Chris Mailhoit, who led to Jordan Keto. And then one evening, you know, we're walking, we're running and, you know, all of that stuff. And uh, I get a phone call. Some 19-year-old kid hops on. He says, hey, man, my name's Billy Paquette, and I saw this, and, and I'm going to crush this thing. And, and I was like, that's awesome, brother. Where are you? And he said, I'm in Portsmouth. I was like, where in Portsmouth? This is in New Hampshire. He said, I'm on Islington Street. And I said, I live on Islington Street. I literally got in my car and was knocking on the door to go meet him before we hung up the phone for that introduction call. And and that's where we met Billy, you know. So it was was really cool to to see that process unfold. Yeah, I appreciate that. Billy's going to join us on stage here as well, because I'm going to, let's bring Billy on up, bud. We're uh, going to build this a little bit at a time so you can see how this kind of works, little piece, little piece at a time. So, Billy, welcome. First time on stage, right, bud? So, so Billy, we'll get to you in a second. I wanted to really recognize the idea that Dan, as soon as Billy and all these people start getting into his business, he has a different role. His role changes a little bit, and I think that's something we don't always recognize. Sometimes we'll just keep stacking people in there, but if we don't progress, right, progression train, if we don't move to the ability to present, then we have a whole bunch of people with a big database 
that get kind of stuck because they're brand new and they need a little bit of help. So Dan, first to you, what, what, what was the difference between moving from there to here when you started having a team of people that you've either brought in or led to, and what was that, the movement into phase two? Well, that's when I understood how good you were at, at, at helping and mentoring and training and kind of pushing people out of the nest. Because I remember calling is. you up and being like, dude, we're rocking and rolling. We've got some groups coming. Like, when and where is the next meeting? Expecting Blue to fly out, right? He's like, I don't know. Where are you having it? <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess my role has shifted in this line. So who remembers in the beginning when we had the Blueprint and the whole idea was 100, 50, 50, 100? Like in the beginning, it's 100% of your support team to help you do the heavy lifting, transitioning into we're going to split some of the information to where you feel comfortable, to eventually you're able to do it 100% on your own. So I had realized right there, I was like, man, I think we just blew right past 50-50, and I'm on the backside <laughs> of 100 right now. Thanks, Blue. I appreciate that, brother. Um, but what Billy, needed, <laughs> what Billy needed was me to present, right? Like, because you can't be a prophet in your own backyard. Like, people love Billy, they trust Billy, they just don't respect him as the, the biochemist Warren Buffett, like me. I, I totally relate, like, I totally relate to that, trust me. I'm talking to my roofers, like, hey, we're not gonna roof anymore, we're gonna go do this. And they're like, what happened to you? <laughs> so after and, that fall, you had to come off. <laughs> yeah. How hard did you hit your head when you fell off? <laughs> so, <laughs> In any event, so Billy needed me there. My job was to be third-party validation, right? Like that was the tool piece of the ITT. So then my role was to help his people that he brought in see the vision. So my job was to start to create and paint the vision, like the team camaraderie, right? So that I, the T, and then the team. And then here's what we do next. Invite follow-up, invite follow-up. How many people in this room need volume? <laughs> do the meeting and the follow-up, right, Marcel? <laughs> We've been hammering on. Billy, welcome to stage, man. This is Thank fun you. to have you here. Thank you. Pro four in the company. You don't get a lot of pro fours on the stage at the Academy. We appreciate that. So, Billy, a little bit about sitting in that hot seat, brand new. Kind of maybe go back a little bit because obviously you've went through some of these seats. You know the, the, the routine, at least in this line at this point. Brand new, database. What was your role sitting in that, that start? How did you get started? Absolutely. How are we doing? <laughs> um, First off, definitely blessed to be up here. Very grateful for that. Um, but going back in time a little bit, um, you know, I was just a year off after high school, really just trying to figure out my next step. I uh, was working hard, buying and selling cars, making money, working in healthcare, doing my thing. But I wasn't sure what my next step was. And I don't know if anybody can relate. I was like, I don't think I should jump right into college if I don't know what I want to go to college for. Right? And start creating all this debt. And, and like, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't see the, the path that way. So, um, you know, one of my dear friends, shout out to Matt Fee. He went to University of Alabama. He moved back to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, so he moved to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I helped him move in. And one of the guys that he was living with, his name is Jordan Keto. Yeah. That's my personal roller. And uh, so me and Jordan just hit it off, started hanging out all the time, and we just, he, he saw me just like doing my thing, and he knew I like wanted to do more in life, and he just approached me one night and said, listen, uh, I understand you're super young, but you seem like you're, you're definitely driven, motivated, we're launching this company in this area, I think we would definitely like to, uh, we would work with you, man, if you're open. And I said, okay. 
So long story short, it took him many follow-ups, right, Jordan, to get me in front of the information. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just, I just said, you know, why not? Why not just go there and see what this information is all about? And there's another guy. I know I'm giving you guys a lot of names tonight, but I don't forget where I came from. And you always got to give credit to those people, right? And uh, one of those people was uh, Nick Corbin. And he was sitting doing a meeting for us. It was me, Jordan, and Nick Corbin. And uh, he was beat red throughout the whole presentation, shaking, <laughs> nervous, and I'm just like, wow. Like, I was like so into it too. Like, I'm like, I'm with you, brother. Like, and, you know, I got you, dude, you know. And, and then like, uh, just like towards like the tail end of the presentation and after seeing the ABC investigative report and working in healthcare, I saw what, you know, how powerful this technology could be. Um, so literally after the meeting, I said, let's go. I'm ready to sign up. And he says, well, you got to get the money. The guy said, I got the money, bro. Don't worry about me. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, so we uh, launched the business. And when I first started getting going, uh, we just started going through my database and, and working through my network. And as you guys could probably believe, at 19 years old, a lot of kids aren't working that hard. You know what I mean? So I had to get creative. So I did. And I started going to networking events and meeting people. Um, in one of these network events, long story short, uh, we were at, and uh, I left the event, and I said, man, this is whack, I'm out of here. And then I said, you know what? I said, there's something in there. I got to go back. You know, I had like a, a Jim Rohn type moment, and I turned around, and I went back, and I just started introducing myself to random people, and these two gentlemen and I just hit it off. And uh, one of the guys that he was friends with was like, oh, this guy's here looking for a new opportunity. And I said, oh, cool. So then long story short, he, uh, we, we set up a time to, to get some information in front of him. And then he ended up signing up in the, in the company as well. And that's who we're, we're bringing out next, right? Dana, yep. We're going to bring him on <laughs> Pro One, you guys, in the company. So let's bring Dana up. I want to see we'll finish building this out for you guys. So. Team awesome. Linden, what up? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny as he walks out here and I'm looking at these seats. Like, if you reverse the order of the phases, it would be like phases of how to grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you put those up? Like there? that, brother. Oh, there we go. <laughs> a little bit grayer than some of you young bucks, though. I guess that's what I it saw that in the slide deck, so I actually found one from my mentors just to show you the, what we have to look forward to. <laughs> I even had Tyler send me one when he was looking good, so look at him. So well, I, I guess I, as you go pro 10, it starts to get gray, so I guess I'm on the cusp. <laughs> we're getting there. I, uh, we're getting there faster than we think. Dana, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Not too many pro ones on stage. We appreciate you coming out. And Thank you. So Dan, we'll get to you again. I just want to work our way back down this list. So again, we, we just stepped into a different role. And this is, something starts to change when you're just telling the life and its story to now having people who say, how do I teach this? How do I teach that? Right. Different set of questions start coming from Billy than, hey, talk to my friend. But hey, I'm now doing presentations. What do we need to learn? And I think that was a big gap. So what, again, what changed from, from second phase, third phase, just going into a mentoring uh, concept versus so just So realizing it from that standpoint was another shift, right? And experience is the best teacher, in my opinion. So looking at that, I knew that there were going to be questions that Billy would run up against that he would get from Dana. So my job at this point was to provide the mentorship and training 
right? So my job is to mentor Billy, who's teaching and presenting, to Dana, who's inviting through those phases as he's focusing on ITT, right? So, but also helping Billy present, make sure that Billy knows the information, feels comfortable doing his own presentations, you know, onboarding new business partners and starting trainings, right? Because the group started getting big. You know, you could, there was a time you could look at Big Blue Calendar and see a meeting going on and like at the same time, seven of them at the same time in like a 400 mile radius. That's the barometer on how good the company's doing, by the way. What do you call that new state that you Oh, did? so yeah, Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Vermont, Connecticut, Rhode Island. New Maine, Achusenectamon Island. Yeah, that one. Yeah, just combine it, you know. <laughs> one big so, state. Um, so in any event, like, that was the barometer for me. It wasn't the stock price, it was how many meetings were going on on Big Blue Calendar. I highly recommend we start using that again, just, just saying. Um, in any event, so Super Saturdays and then getting our own, you know, Life Vantage Academy and, and doing all of those things and training there. So that was where okay. that shifted. Yeah, Super Saturday, you start hearing, you start hearing training terms and, and different questions. And I can tell you from my point of view, sitting in this seat, I got a list of different questions from Dan in this seat. I started getting, hey, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you, he's a mentor, he's mentoring others. So you start mentoring mentors and that's where a different set of questions comes in and we have to up our game as well to keep up so that there's someone in all of these seats. So everyone's lifting where they stand, there's no holes and everything can be taking place. Now remind you, this is one line of sponsorship, right? We can get into other lines where we're still doing the majority of the presentations. But when I work in this group, this is usually my role, helping Dan, help Billy, help, help Dana. So Billy, again, you stepped up in New Seat. What's different about that one than just bringing people and putting them in front of your, your team? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with working with newer people or people that have been around for a while, uh, maybe they're just, you know, lacking a little bit of clarity. So really in this, this, the second phase is just, you know, working people like Dana and, and helping him, you know, introduce this people, uh, introduce this to people in his network and sifting and sorting and going through his database. And, uh, you know, obviously when you're going through that process and building rapport with people, people go, well, what is it? You know, what, what is it that you're doing? You know, so that really is my job in that second phase is just simply being an educator of just sharing this information, going through this stuff, asking questions, relating, building rapport with these people, and just trying to do that with many people in Dana's database. So that's a, a big focus of that. And then, you know, also helping out with, you know, resolving concerns. And, and, and when he has people in the pipeline, you know, uh, you know, I, I, do, I try to do my best to help Dana, like, hey, we haven't followed up with Kelly in a while. You know, we haven't followed, you know, just try to just stay on top of him. You know, we do it together and help him out. Help him get his first dollar back, get his oh, yeah. back. And Dana, brand new man, welcome. Yeah. I just got to say, I remember there was a time when we went to a meeting and Billy was just so pumped up because he was still in phase one and he's just loading up his car and bringing people over to the meetings. And I remember he showed up to one and he was wicked pumped. And I'm like, I'm glad you're here, bro. And I handed him a marker, and I'm like, you're doing the first half of the presentation. I mean, his face went white. <laughs> he just did not want to do it right. But, like, I, I was trained by Blue, so I was trying to kick him out of the nest, you know. And uh, what was funny is, like, he was so nervous to do that, but he nailed it, right? And now I can't get the marker out of his hand, you know. Like, I can't stop him if I want That's it. Right. Awesome. That's right. Well, there's a, trick. there's a trick to kicking people out of the nest. That's a good thing, I understand, right? You can, they just have to have enough feathers first, right? Yeah, they gotta have feathers. <laughs> the idea is make sure they're, and, and when you, you start to know when someone's ready, and here, this is your part, this is your piece, I'll support, I'll help, I'll back you. 
Sometimes we get up there with a mop after the meeting and clean up some of the mess, right? <laughs> Keep, you know, you know, all the legal stuff, make sure it's covered, make sure we got rid of some of the words that shouldn't have been there. Um, that's all the learning curves, but we're protecting the company by doing that, and we also have a training program to allow people to become professionals in the process. So, Dana, I love your background. I know when we were kind of setting some of this stuff up and doing some calls. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about where you work and maybe that, sure. that whole first process of transitioning from there to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everybody. Um, I have a background in aviation, aviation management in particular. Um, so some of the, I love aviation. Um, it's been a dream of mine for a long time to be in the industry. But uh, as of late, uh, some of the things that have been kind of dragging it down, 9-11, um, the pandemic, all these things about have created such um, extreme regulations within the industry. And um, it, it's, it's putting um, a damper on things, things that I don't have control over. Um, so I wanted something that I had a little bit more control over, something that was going to give me a lifestyle that I was really looking for. Um, another thing about aviation is that the, the size of the machine that it is, is it's a 24-7 operation. So a lot of the times when, you know, it's a blizzard outside, a lot of you get snow days, <laughs> not, not this guy. <laughs> I got to go in, I got to make sure the... The runways are clear and safe for everybody. Um, those peak hol uh, holiday times, you know, those peak travel um, times when everyone's going home to be with their families during the holidays, I'm usually working. Um, and those bluebird days when I want to be, you know, hit, hitting the, the sticks on the course, got to be working. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So brand new to this industry, right? You got people to help train people to help do your presentations. You have a nice database. We've been talking through all those things. Tell us a little bit how you got started and uh, just what it looks like sitting in that seat with this kind of support. Oh, definitely. Um, the support team is, is great. I, I mean, if you're just, just new into this, uh, really lean onto your upline. Uh, you know, be, be hanging onto their coattails, bug them, call them, chase them. That's what they want. And they, they're eager to help you, trust me. Um, so one thing Billy and I have really focused on, for me in particular, in the phase one phase of inviting, is just focusing on that. I don't have all the answers, and I don't need to. That's what they're for. When I get those hard questions, it's, hey, Billy, Dan, um, can you help me out with this? That's what they're there for. Um, so one thing that's really helped me and Billy and, and, uh, and my team in particular is we created a, a DMO or a daily method of operation. So we get together every Monday and we just hit it hard for two hours straight. How many meetings can we set up uh, and just doing that for the start? And it's creating a lot of movement um, and it's exciting. Awesome. When we were talking, you were showing me some of the, the new people you have getting involved and, and that are in the pipeline or in the funnel and you got a few under your belt, brand new. So, you know, it's fun to see you up here, but to watch them get involved with the business. Um, I know you mentioned how you were taking notes a lot at these presentations because you see the process, right? You know you don't have to know it all now, but you realize that in the short future, you're going to have a team that you've brought into the company. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing over the next little bit to focus on getting to the next, you know, adopting the next set of skills and getting to the next phase. Yeah, so like anything, when you're first when you're fresh into something new and you're just starting off, it's a, it's a big student phase I like to relate it to. Um, and it's just trying to be a good student. So I learn from Billy when he's on the phone with somebody in a three-way call with some, one of my prospects, I'm tuned in. How is he answering these questions? What questions is he asking? You know, what, how does he answer questions that he gets? And, and through that, it's, it shapes, you know, it's being able to hold the conversation, asking the right questions. and. Um, it's been a huge part of things. I'm also uh, taking a lot of notes during presentations. I'm coming to the events. Um, you know, <laughs> that's what you have to do. And um, 
it's also um, learning how to present the pieces of the presentation that I'm familiar, like familiar or comfortable with. Uh, just starting there um, and sharing my story. Uh, about three weeks ago, I got up in front of the room at our local LVA for the first time and told my story. And here I am in front of all of you as a pro one. So <laughs> what are you doing? That's what happens when you do a good job. <laughs> when you do a good job, that's what happens. Billy, same thing with you, man. What are you doing to get to the next step, right? You're doing presentations like crazy. I've saw some of your schedules and what you do and the way you help people. But what are you doing to get into this seat to take, take Dan's place in this line, so to speak? Absolutely. So, yeah, just, you know, my, I, I try to just simplify things. Um, things in life can get complicated. I get it. And I try to just simplify things. So, like Dana said, on Monday night, you know, I have a time schedule where I'm sitting with Dana, we're doing the calls, we're doing the reach outs, the, the messenger, you know, doing the whole process, just going through his database. And I'm trying to help Dana really create some clarity for his week with setting up appointments, right? Because I only have really that one day with him, right? So when I'm not doing that, I have a, another leg, well, a couple legs, but another leg. Um, big shout out to Brett Smestad and Kaylee. Smestad, actually, same last names now. Uh, they got married. Um, I actually got to watch that whole journey, some of my best friends, and uh, I've watched them develop, and they're incredible. But, so on Tuesdays, uh, me and Brett got our call lined up, and I said, you know, from last week to this week, you know, were you able to talk to all these people? What do we got set up for, uh, you know, this up-and-coming week, you know? And just, just be an accountability partner, essentially, to him, and hold him accountable to that, that standard. Then when I'm not working with the, the, the business builder legs... Billy P's out there, back in phase one, back inviting, sharing this incredible information with people, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, this makes sense seeing it visually here. I just realized, I hope the same thing doesn't happen when I look at the haircuts going the other way. Yeah. <laughs> I just noticed that. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, again, what are you doing to get you know, Pro 7, been there a while, moving it to Elite? Further in the elite ranks, eight, nine, ten. What are some of the different skill sets that you're adapting or developing by by helping them and moving yourself to this? Honestly, MVP? it's 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 understanding where to manage your time and and where to spend it, right? Because you want to you want to prioritize how you're going to be leading, right? There are different priorities that that require your your skill set. So in some areas, like I'm going to be playing a mentoring role. Like we have some amazing elites in our group. Shout out to Sarah and Chris Smith. Uh, Kim, and, Kim and Jeff Jakes, love those guys. And it's just been awesome to see them grow. And we've all done this together. But there's areas where I'm doing the mentoring phase, but then there's areas in other legs that I have where I'm back in phase two. I'm putting the other hat on and I'm doing the presentations. I'm doing the follow-ups and I'm helping answer the questions of what is it, right? So it's changing the hats and, and it's an awesome thing to be. Uh, but I know that when blue's coming up, it's an exciting time because I can put my phase one hat back on, right? But if Dana needs a ha hand, you know, I could put my phase three or my phase two hat back on. So that's what we're working on. How do you prioritize that? What's kind of your, your concept of prioritizing? If, again, I would rather cast a bigger net. So I, I look at it like this. If, if I'm trying to mentor and train, like wouldn't it be more effective rather than me just doing 15 plans a month, but having somebody like Billy that's also doing 15 plans a month? It's 11 people times 15 presentations is 165 presentations a month. So my priority is there. Right? And then it's going to be with the people that are learning how to present and maybe spending that time there and then work my way down to the, to the new personals on the outside. That's where I prioritize. Okay. And I love this point out, you know, one, four, seven, ten. The process works. And I think too many times we think we, think we, we move through 
right, through the ranks and develop the skills. I think we develop the skills which causes us to move through the ranks. And I think if you start attaching incomes to that, you start looking at things, learning the next skill, focusing on that skill allows you to, to, to be in a position to own that rank. So it's really powerful. So we have time for just a quick nugget, 30 seconds, you guys. Just come right back up. And what's a, a nugget to leave everyone with? Sitting in that seat, looking to the next seat. What's one more thought you have for us? Uh, I'd say the, uh, one of the biggest things that's helping me is just when you're in phase one, just keep it simple, but focus on being a good student. Really look up you know, where you want to be. Uh, do what the, your leaders who have done before you. Just follow their lead. Uh, be a good student, take notes, come to the events, focus on those core habits, and before you know it, you'll be in the next phase. Awesome. Thank you. When we were preparing for this, um, we, we talk about learn, do, teach as being part of these, these phases. So when he said, I just want to be a good student, it's amazing to hear that phrase come out of someone who's in that learning group. You can be there and learn. It's okay to not know everything but you're learning side. So when you said that, I just wanted to, to point that out. Billy, what's the last Absolutely. So this is something that has really hit home for me as of recently. I'm a big football fan. You guys football fans? <laughs> you guys like the New England Patriots or what? <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah. uh, so listen to this. Like, think about this for a second. You know, roll with me here on this, right? So think about it. Uh, a kid starting out playing football, right? Pop Warner, right? So usually there's, you know, four to five years of doing that. Then they get to... Uh, High school, another four years, right? They're just spending their time and, and effort and energy to get to that point. Then hopefully they're good enough to go to college, right? Then you have another four years, and then hopefully you're good enough and skilled enough then to make it to the NFL, right? So that's a huge process to go through to develop those skills to become an NFL player, right? Think about what we're doing, right? So don't get so caught up in the process of how long it's taking. It's taking me a minute, but I'll tell you what, I'm from New Hampshire, right? And from when I was 19 to 24 years, 24 years old, there was a big heroin epidemic and I lost a lot of friends, right? And that really pushed me. Uh, I wanna say something though. That was uh, really, like if it wasn't for my support team, and people like Blue, just hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> I want to say one thing. That's what's really powerful about LifeVantage. It's not about just selling a product. You can change someone's life. Amen, brother. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. I appreciate that. I, uh, I know some of the backstories, and that's what keeps us going. Sitting as a pro tan, a lot of times you're sitting here wondering if you made a difference, wondering if that meeting mattered, wondering if they got it. When you hear something like that, you just, you just know. There's just, there's just so much more to the character we're building, the depth of people, not just the depth of business, but the depth of people. And uh, we're, we're changing the, we are changing the world, a person at a time, a product at a time, and it's awesome. So, Dan, you got to follow that, bud. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, be also, I'll be honest with you, just with the, the football analogy, I mean, kid's like a first-round draft pick, right, you know, and I'm glad that I was able to draft him, you know, like, for real, like, this is why I need 10 more billies. Dude, I love you, man. Love you, too. It's been awesome. Yeah. But, um, honestly, it's the, it's the whole concept of being an and company, right, because I've done it both ways. 
I was the mini pharma rep, right? And we, we did very well with that. We got the pro four volume on customers. It's possible, <laughs> right? We need to grab our customers and we need to recruit voice, right? Don't discredit it. Let people decide where they want to fall on that. And as you're going through these phases, remember where you are. Don't skip. You can't teach somebody to do something that you haven't already done yet, right? You have to go through it to get to it. How are you going to teach or present to somebody how to invite if you haven't invited, right? You have to learn those systems and learn how to use tools correctly, right? There's a right way to use it and a wrong way to use it, right? Like if you grab a hammer, for example, and you smack somebody in the head, you use the tool wrong, right? <laughs> so recognize, recognize how it's used correctly and recognize how it's used incorrectly, but leverage your support team. That's what everybody is here for. That's what we want to do is help everybody have success. So that's what I would... That's what I would say. Awesome, thank you, Dan. We got just one more minute here. We had one visual I just wanted to show when we were uh, going through all of this. Dan said a couple things. Everyone kept throwing things at me uh, when we were on these Zoom calls. And so, first of all, I love the idea that it's an end because we, we're showing you a line of sponsors. We're talking about markers. We're talking about some literal things because a lot of us built in living rooms. But the process is the same, whether it's, you know, we, we look at the app, we look at um, doing it online through social media, we look at doing it literally with, uh, right now, the last couple of years been on Zoom, I had to learn a whole different way to shake hands, right? I wish they had a little box that popped out and gave you a hug or something on the, on the, the USB <laughs> port. I was going to invent one for a while, just so I felt connected. But um, there's two points I want to make in closing. We just have a few seconds is I would consider um, some of the, the responsibilities in this seat to be very important to the company. Okay, when we sit down on an FAB meeting and talk and we, we stand on stage like, like we had people today, talk to the elites and help them see and, and help them unify. There's some important pieces that we can't skip in here. And I, I consider those the big rocks, right? At least for me in my position with this line, I'm looking at me saying that if I, if I get invited to do this, that needs to be a priority, okay? That's how I look at it. Now, when you look at the next set of skills that needs to happen, doing an LVA, right, Super Saturday, doing those trainings for those that are, that are listening. I, call, I think there's a bunch of those that need to happen and they fit. And you guys all know the big rock concept, right? If we put all the little ones in first, then there's not room for the, the, the big ones that need to be there for the company. It's hard to go have an enrollment phase of business and bring all these new people into a system that doesn't have support. So my version of this is making sure we don't take away from the responsibilities working our way down. If I had to teach a time management class, I would start right here and say, what phone calls do I have today in this seat? Once those are done, I go to that one. Once those are done, I go to that one, and then whatever time's left over, our neighbors are, are getting a knock on the door, right? <laughs> because there's a process, okay? And I think we start looking at that next phase that Billy's setting in, right? Presentations, and I, I don't know if we had 15 of these or a bunch more, but the idea was that we have a whole bunch of these that we can squeeze into the cracks, breakfast, lunch, dinners, um, if this jar represented an average amount of time, we talked about that, some are, some are putting way more hours than others, and obviously, if we looked at an average, so there's another presentation, we'll squeeze in there, a presentation, doing their trainings. And then, right, it's this idea of invites, right, at the end. Right? I don't know what flavor these are, right? Can you guys see the idea of having enough invites to fit, right? This is what it should look like. They said no. Was that it just a few no's? Yeah. They said no. <laughs> They can, they can go. That's what I was thinking. The idea is, if this bu bucket represents what? An average. We took the white seats and to average everyone's time per week, and we wrote a number on here. And I'm not going to guess what that number is. But I can tell you my opinion on what it's going to take to get more 
what I say enrollments, distributed enrollments who are going to go do what these guys are doing. What's it going to take to get second month orders and get people to qualify in our, in our MVP? This is the process. I wouldn't take anything out of this bucket just to throw more enrollments in. But I would suggest if I had a chance to pull this big jar back out and put it up here, I would challenge everyone that the amount of hours that is wrote on there right now is probably different than the amount of hours a few years ago, right? When if we put a 20 per month, per, per week on here, right? I know most people sitting in these white seats that that's not what it took to get there. It was 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. You're just putting yourself in the hospital, which we don't recommend, but there's the idea that there's a bigger jar, all of this will fit, Right? We don't take responsibilities out, dump it in a bigger jar, more time. We can dump in a lot more invites, and I believe we're going to be enrolling people into a system that will support the growth. And ITT gets us so far. Our, our trainings get us past there. And then we have a great group of masters working together, the FAB with corporate. I'd love to feel the unification that's going on there to push and make little tweaks and changes to get where we need to go. So the last analogy I'll show at you guys is if you launched a rocket ship into space, Right? The idea is you can't launch it halfway up there, turn off the thrust thrusters and expect it to stay in orbit. Right? I think that's what's happened to a lot of people. We launched this rocket, it went fast and it went up. It got halfway to orbit, people turned off the thrusters and expect it to stay there. Okay? Well, there's gravity still pulling on that if we don't get it. We need to finish what we started, bring the bigger jar out, dump all of this in, and, and finish getting us into orbit where we can all enjoy what we really want to, and that's the freedom of having this company. So thank you guys, we'll go from there, we'll wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in to the Activation Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends and share your biggest takeaways from today's discussion with anyone who could benefit from them. This episode is sponsored by Life Vantage Legacy, a nonprofit dedicated to improving lives and building a lasting impact for those in need around the world. Learn more at lifevantage.com. We look forward to sharing more with you during next week's conversation. Thanks for listening and being an important part of the Life Vantage community.